G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Foundations. The masterpiece called The Last Supper, and it was a magnificent painting. It was restored 22 years, but it's amazing how much of that painting Leonardo da Vinci got wrong. So it's really important we look at the culture of the day. Foundations. Understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. With Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. Welcome back to Foundations, and over the last couple of programs, we've been exploring the fact that Jesus is living water and how that was significant in relation to some of the Jewish feasts. We're starting a new subject today, but I guess building on that understanding, this time we're going to be learning what it means to walk in the dust of our rabbi. How can all the people of the world understand what that means? Uh, Well, you you probably won't be aware of this, but there are a lot of, of Christians uh, around the world who actually don't even realize that Jesus was a Jewish rabbi. Mm. <laughs> they don't, they're just not aware of that yeah. because the um, the Jewishness of Jesus has pretty much been, been severed mm. for thousands of years. And so they really get quite a shock. In fact, there are even some uh, Jewish people m- m- who are more secular Jewish people, they're not even aware that Jesus was Jewish. They're not even aware that the New Testament is Jewish or that all the apostles were Jewish. They think that the New Testament book that we read is a Gentile book. Mm. And so for many of them, they get very, very confused. And so therefore you have both Jew and Gentile alike are very confused about who Jesus is and what he did. He he was a rabbi. Uh, But again, without the cultural context of Jewish life – or the traditions or the practices of the Jewish people, we come to really wrong conclusions. We mentioned in the last couple of programs uh, the example of the painting by Leonardo da Vinci, the masterpiece called The Last Supper. Um, And it was a magnificent painting, absolutely magnificent, was restored 22 years, um, wonderful. But it's amazing how much of that painting Leonardo da Vinci got wrong. Okay, Um, And from that painting... Basically, a lot of other people got the wrong interpretation. They're looking at the painting for an interpretation of what the Last Supper was, and Mm. it was completely wrong. For for example, um, the Last Supper was actually a Passover supper, a Passover Seder. That's what it was. Well, Passover, uh, the the painting of the Last Supper shows daylight outside. Mm. The Passover always took place at night. Yeah. Um, uh, every disciple that was represented in there were uh, Caucasians, <laughs> except that um, the disciples and Jesus were all Semitic peoples of darker, quite dark olive skin. Um, then the necessary elements of a Passover meal were non-existent. Uh, if you have a look at it, it looks like they're all nice, fluffy little bread rolls on all the plates, except <laughs> in it would have been uh, unleavened yeah, mutts of bread. Right, yeah. And uh, again, if you look at the contents that were on the plates, it looks like it could have been uh, grilled eels and oranges, which is completely unkosher. 
And which means that not only would Jews never eat them, they most definitely wouldn't have eaten that at a Passover Seder. It has them all sitting on tables and uh, on chairs at a table, except they would have actually been reclining on on cushions and things, reclining on a a table that would have been at floor level. So there's actually nothing, (laughs) Mm. nothing about that masterpiece that is actually true to scripture or Jewish tradition. And without... And therefore, you come to very wrong conclusions. Yeah. Like, do they all gather to have a meal? That's about the only thing correct. They gathered for a meal. Mm. Everything else is wrong. So it's really important we look at the culture of the day. Okay, now we're looking at what it means to walk in the dust of our rabbi. The disciples themselves, you know, they left all their earthly belongings. They risked their relationships. They gave up their vocations and their means of income to follow him. And Jesus' teachings were earth-shattering. Okay, they were earth-shattering in, even in a Jewish con- uh, cultural context. But we modern readers, we read the words of Jesus and we see the actions and it's, they're literally words on a page. Okay, they got up and they followed him, but they, we don't understand what it cost them to do that. And uh, we can sometimes be a little bit ho-hum about that. Again, we don't understand the cultural setting. We, again, we're just reading these words on a page. Jesus' environment and cultural setting was, this is what it was. It was rabbis, synagogues, nomads, farmers, despotic kings, occupying soldiers, a brutal regime, shepherds, sheep and goats. Actually, you, even in Jerusalem today, you can be suddenly the traffic stops because there's a shepherd and he's got his sheep and his goats <laughs> and they're crossing the street wow. right in the heart of Jerusalem. I've got photos to prove it. Okay, traditions, ceremonies. Temple sacrifices, that was the cultural setting of his day. Now, the very first church that was birthed in Jerusalem had the very best advantage because they were eyewitnesses to everything that Jesus said and did and what life was like. And um, so when we read the book of Acts and we read about the very first church, we can read their excitement and their enthusiasm and their passion, uh, their honesty, their faith. And it was evident even in their prayers. They were very joyful. They met together. They were incredibly generous with one another. Uh, It was a very exciting time at the birth of the church um, when you read what happened on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. But most people don't realize that the very first church in the book of Acts was entirely made up of Jewish people. Mm. There were no Gentiles. Yep. Was, they were all Jews. They would go to well, the they temple. would have been horrified at the thought of Gentiles being in the church. They would never have allowed them to come yeah. in simply because their Jewish traditions and customs said they couldn't actually interact with Gentiles because mm. they, would, they would become like defiled. This was this come out and be separate from yeah. the world, my people, which had gone to a very far extreme by that stage. Okay, In fact, was the first decade was that the church was completely Jewish. It wasn't until Cornelius had his um, uh, message from the angel and Peter had his vision in Joppa of the sheet lowered down that he went and shared the gospel with Cornelius and that opened the door to the Gentiles. Mm. Before that, they were all Jews. And you wouldn't realize it was that length of time, would you? Because as you read it in Acts, it's like, you know, the next chapter, Peter has a vision. And so you kind of just assume, oh, that was the next week or, uh, you know. Yeah, you you basically think they had Pentecost. They met for a week and the next day (laughs) Cornelius was in on it. No, it was a decade. Mm. Almost. Not quite, but almost. Close to nine and a half years. So close to a decade before the Gentiles started to come in. 
I mean, and that gave the, the opportunity for the church to establish. And, and but, but when the Gentile church actually finally did start to come in, you can read, as you read the different epistles, the contrast between the Jewish groups and the Gentile groups. Okay, the Jews were, they were studying the Torah. Remember, that stage the, the New Testament hadn't been written. So when they studied the scripture, they were studying the old covenant. Yeah. We tend to ignore it. But that's what they were reading all the time. When you look at, say, the Gentiles, so the Jews, the advantage the Jews had was they already understood the standards and the righteous um, uh, laws that God had established, the kind of behavior that God deemed acceptable and unacceptable. Mm. You look at the the Church of Corinth, and it was a mess. <laughs> they were greedy. They were selfish. They were. It was chaos. Mm. They were pushing themselves forward. They were disregarding one another. And Paul had to write really strictly to them, confronting them about their behaviour. And these people had to learn what God's standards were. They basically had to absorb themselves into Jewish culture, into the standards that God had revealed in his word, Mm. the Old Testament word. Now, Paul's job was to try to explain you don't have to become a Jew, but you have to understand what God's standards are. And in order to do that, they had to present Jesus. Because instead of following the traditions, because this remember this was one of the cultural challenges that the early church had, particularly for the Jews, which became very confusing for them, well, then you, they thought, you hang on, I have to become Jewish first and then mm. you can be saved. No, no, no. They had to learn about Jesus. They still had to learn what it meant to be grafted into the Commonwealth of Israel and all of that. But first of all, um, they had to get rid of all of the, the crud and the selfishness and, and all of that. They had to learn who Jesus was to follow Jesus. Well, in order to follow Jesus, you have to understand what the disciple and the rabbi relationship was like. Mm. It was not like we have in a study group where you have a teacher at the front and you have a classroom and you learn the information. It was very much you have the teacher and you have the apprentice. The teacher does and you copy. The teacher does and you copy and this is it. So we've only just started but we'll continue on in the next program on what it means to walk in the dust of our rabbi. We're looking forward to exploring that some more, understanding it from, uh, I guess, the first century context with uh, the Gentile church, but how does it apply to us today in the 21st century as well? That's to come on Foundations. This has been Foundations, a look at the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith. For study notes, resources and more, see vision.org.au slash foundations. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.